When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It is 10.25 here on SENZ and our panel very, very strong and opinionated this morning. We've got Jim Kays, we've got Sam Ackerman uh, with us. Uh, Jimmy, uh, good morning to you and... Super Rugby Queenstown, I'm calling it at the moment, uh, with a touch of Invercargill thrown in. Is this something you saw on the radar, and how do you see it working? Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, look, I guess it's been flagged for a little while now. Um, you know, if you put aside the, the fact that Auckland's the epicentre of COVID, uh, it would have made more sense to have had the competition based in Auckland because you've got two teams here already, and three big uh, big stadiums but you know i guess they didn't want to you know roll the dice on on that uh it does seem a pity that we are down there it seems a pity that we're going to be playing games just in two locations and without fans but you know it's the reality of life at the moment isn't it and uh, if we can get this competition underway and people can at least get to watch it on on sky uh then that is a positive but it's certainly going to be different to what we we're hoping for and different to what most people are used to. and, and But, you know, as I say, we've just got to keep rolling with it, Smithy, don't we? Oh, we do. Uh, we do, Jim. Uh, there's no doubt about that. If and Because I, I guess one of the... Jim, you'd uh, be uh, across this as well. Uh, one of the main uh, prerequisites, of, sort, of course, is um, providing rugby for Sky TV, isn't it? it, it's, it, it yep. In the essence, financially... <laughs> Yep, there's a really big um, financial burden there for, for New Zealand rugby because they've sold the rights to Sky and they need to provide the product. They need to provide the content. Um, so, you know, you know, they have to get this competition underway. They have to get games underway. Um, and, and this is the solution that they've come up with. Um, I guess the only sort of wriggle in this whole thing is that if one person uh, tests positive for COVID-19, then the whole squad's ruled out, which is a little bit of a pity, uh, hopefully we get to a point where if one person tests positive, that person is isolated and everyone else can have a test and get on with it, uh, which seems to make a lot more sense to me than, than ruling out a whole team just because one te- one person has tested positive. Uh, Sam, uh, we've seen this uh, across in Australia, of course, uh, with the whole NRL being basically shifted to Queensland, the Gold Coast, etc. So nothing new to you, league guys. It'll be interesting to see how rugby adapts to it. Yeah, and I should point out that uh, the 
I think that it's a, a, a necessary move because I think fans, while be disappointed not to be able to go uh, see these teams, it's such a shame that we don't get to see uh, the, you know, the new teams have a, a big debut in front of a, a full house. All that would have been beautiful and amazing. But for the, the, the real fact of the matter is most people will be experiencing Super Rugby through TV this year and any other year. That, that's how it works. So to make sure that... Uh, hits the largest audience possible is uh, to me would would be a priority, uh, and it's great that it's going ahead. And they are being kept in separate hotels. It's a little bit different than how the NRL was with obviously trying to cram 16 teams into some of these regions. You know, you are literally sharing uh, breakfast tables and spaces with with opposition teams, and allowed for a different sense of camaraderie uh, and to, uh, to break things up. So the biggest problem these players are going to have is the monotony. Now, Jim uh, knows very yes. well about being away for a month as a touring rugby team, but usually in that scenario, there's change. You're going from place to place, and suddenly there's a new thing where you do a new publicity thing. It's like, oh, let's go check out the Coliseum this week, or oh, let's go do whatever it is when you go on those tours when you're that level of, of player. But most in the same place, same room, same roomies, it's going to get... Uh, they're going to need to find a way to fight the boredom, because the boredom is when uh, we've found out the athletes make bad decisions. So um, let's hope that it goes all right. It's only a month, uh, which I think, again, is a good call for uh, the, the mental well-being for everybody involved. Uh, but I'm I'm personally just glad they're going to get some footy underway. Jimmy, uh, I, I totally understand uh, where Sam's coming from uh, in that regard. But having said that, um, they're fully paid professionals, and I, I don't think there's a man in the street at some stage wouldn't say that there are aspects of his job that he felt a little bit tedious, a little bit boring. So, um, and we're only looking at this stage, aren't we? A maximum, I, I'm calculating with pre-season, a maximum of five to six weeks. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. And, and look, I think that you're you're on the money for the bulk of the squad. If you were an All Black, uh, you'd be thinking, when do I ever get to spend some decent time at home? Uh, because obviously they had all of last year as well. But I think what needs to have happened for a lot of these guys is just that significant mindset. Uh, you know, for a lot of us, we've had to do that in terms of working from home, uh, where, you know, we don't get to go out and, and, and mix with our colleagues in the way that we used to and and for a lot of people, that means sparking off them and getting ideas from them and being motivated by being around like-minded people. Uh, the flip side of that for these rugby players is that they have to uh, get into the mindset where they're away from home a lot uh, and in these bubbles a lot. And it's, I guess it's just a different side of a coin uh, to what a lot of other people have had to endure for the last couple of years. So, yeah, look, I have a little bit of sympathy for the situation that they're in. Uh, I certainly agree with Sam that that monotony and boredom will be a, a huge factor. But as you say, Smithy, they're professional athletes. Uh, most of them are extremely well paid. Uh, they're not exactly going to be living in abject poverty while they're doing this. Uh, so really, no. they just need to get on with it and play some decent, some decent rugby. Absolutely. Uh, fellas, uh, we're going to take a news break. Please stay with us. A, a number of issues to get through after that. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It's 10.33 here at the moment on SENZ. We have got Jimmy Kays and Sam Ackerman uh, with us. Sam, uh, across uh, the rugby league side of things, uh, a rule change, Sam, in the NRL. Tell us a wee bit about it and what you make of it. 
Well, the, the NRL has a rule that they're not allowed to take the same set of rules into consecutive seasons. Uh, so something <laughs> has to change every time. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise refer- referees might know uh, exactly what's going on at all times. We can't allow that. Um, but look, the, fortunately, there will be three or four rule changes during the season just to make sure the referees really never have any concept of uh, what's up and what's down. But this rule change is, uh, in fairness, is a reasonably sensible one and not a major one. So we know uh, by now about the uh, six again restart penalty. So rather than blowing a penalty for every small infringement, they now just say, this restarting the tackle count, keep going to allow for more, more flow of the game. Well, the teams are taking a bit of advantage of that and, and really pinning teams down and their 40 prepared to give away resets early in the tackle counts to allow them to get dominant and allow their line to be set and get away with a bit. Uh, so they've found a, a new way to it. If you now infringe with a team uh, in their 40 metre zone, in their own 40 metre, it is now a proper penalty where you can kick to touch and make ground and then be the one calling the shot. So it makes sense to me. Um, so that's the major change. And I've made a few changes around uh, the interchange as well as far as the uh, used to be able to, if a player's put on report, make a free interchange. I've taken that now straight to um, to head injuries and sin bin send-offs rather than uh, anything too extreme. And, and the referees now have a bit more discretion on stopping the game. Uh, they're in charge rather than trainers saying, this guy's hurt his leg, you need to stop the game. It is now only head injuries where a trainer can say, you've got to stop this, this guy's got a head injury. So all designed to make the game flow a little bit better uh, and uh, hopefully the referees can um, can take a, the game by the scruff of the neck rather than get out, get out of hand. Uh, Jimmy Kayes uh, is uh, with us again the, this morning and uh, Daryl Mitchell, the spirit of cricket. Now I think this is the fourth uh, black cap that has won the spirit of cricket so um, <clears throat> good guys aren't we? We're, lovely, we're a lovely bunch Jimmy. Yeah, we certainly are and I mean this sort of I guess reflects the massive image makeover that's gone on in New Zealand cricket in the last, what were it be, Smithy, 10 years? I think it sort of started under uh, Brendan McCullum and it's just, it's just continued through and it, they certainly are uh, lauded around the world as the nice guys of, of cricket and, and they've been able to, as we all know, uh, match that with success. You know, they're, they're the, the Test World Champions, they've done very well. Oh, they should have won the one day. Uh, and very well in the T20 as well. So I guess it does show that... Uh, Nice guys can come first, and it's a nice contrast, I always think, to, uh, to, to our Aussie mates. And it's, it's interesting, Smithy, uh, it was only just the other day that I think it was, twi- it was 20 years since the underarm uh, delivery. You were there for that, weren't you? Mm. It uh, is a little you, bit longer you just than got that, out, Jimmy. A bit, bit more than 20. I, I, wish it, <laughs> I wish it was 20. Jimmy, I wish it was 20. Uh, Try 41. Was it, was oh, it 40? Oh, God. <laughs> there we go. Did you get, did you get oh, out to, to? Wasn't it you getting out that brought Brian McKetney to the crease? Yeah. Anyway, change of name for um, the Washington <laughs> football team, uh, Sam. Uh, um, uh, we're going to be known as uh, our fans uh, of the Washington football team are now supporting the Commanders. What do you make of it? Well, clearly it wasn't going to stay the Redskins. Uh, and a comment I read online is that, it's, uh, that they've used the military as deodorant, but it still stinks. Um, and it's now, uh, by taking on something with a, with a, a military style to it, it's the, the, the patriotism in the States makes it hard to criticise or to, uh, to bash too loudly. And I, I get the feeling there's no right answer um, for, for this. I don't think anyone is going to go, great, cool. I mean, how many re- team renamings have we ever come across in sport? We go, do you know what? That was, that was really the right move. Um, 
So I'm a bit damned if you do. There was some talk among fans, could we just stay called the, the Washington football team? That'd be great, rather than having a, a moniker that doesn't really mean anything to us. But I think Commanders is uh, is fine. I think that it, um, it, it's above the station of what the team is capable of achieving at the moment. But uh, if they can live up to that name, then uh, then sure. So I think fans will, will wear it if they can get the results. If they don't, it'll become uh, one of those names where you, uh, uh, like the Warriors, where people will take the mickey out of the name when things aren't going well. Yeah, but Sam, if you're the Chancellor of the Exchequer, think about all that uh, promotional uh, memorabilia income you're about to cop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it's, uh, yeah. There's, there's, plenty, there's plenty to do with it in the, mil- in the military and in, in D.C. I mean, you know, it's, it's like they're asking the Pentagon to sponsor them. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, it does beg a belief some of the, the alternatives, but we've seen it um, with the Crusaders uh, to a certain extent. Jimmy, we saw that there was a bit of a, a groundswell for the change there, and the names changed, but the branding has sort of stayed uh, stayed the, the names changed stayed the same, but the branding and, and the method yeah. why has almost changed around it. Yeah, that's right. It has, and and you know that's good. I think uh, there's been an acknowledgement that the that the the whole imagery did create some issues for some people, particularly in the wake of that awful massacre in uh, in Christchurch. Uh, so it's good that they responded to things there. And look, you know, they're all made up names. Um, I remember doing an interview on the now defunct Radio Sport with uh, the bloke who who came up with all of the names, and it was completely and utterly random. Um, they wanted to call the Blues, uh, I think it was the Marco, and someone said, oh, we've never seen a shark in Auckland Harbour. Um, so they disbanded that one, and, you know, you've got the Blues and the Reds, which are pretty inventive names. So I guess we need, from a marketing perspective, to, to have these, these catchy names that go with teams, but it doesn't mean much for, for a lot of people. I'll tell you what does mean much, though, Jimmy. Life without Kane Williamson, uh, that means a bit. Yes, it does, doesn't it? Are you worried about this? This elbow injury seems to have been around Kane for a very long time now, Smithy. Uh, and when you couple into that uh, Ross Taylor's retirement, it does take a, a fair chunk out of that the, the top of the, the Black Cats batting order, doesn't it? And um, you know, more more so longer term. You, I just I just worry that this is something that he's going to have with him for a long time to come. What, what, what do you think? Is it something that he'll get over? Uh, you know, uh, what, what's the deal with this elbow injury? Well, well it's an interesting thing uh, with Kane Williamson, of course, uh, and I don't want to cast aspersions on to him at all, but he's a very high-priced commodity in the IPL. And at the end of the day, he's a professional sportsman and he's got a big fat check waiting for him around there. Having said that, I'd like to go a bit more injury-specific here because, Jim, I can't think of too many sports where uh, their top player uh, in their field, and I'm talking about one of the top in the world, but uh, would, would, would go along with an injury of this significance without some sort of statement about surgery or long-term um, fixing of the problem, Jimmy. I, I can't un- imagine a, a really, really high-profile all-black having an issue that just drifted along and... Uh, he came and went as as the injury sort of came and went with him. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is shrouded, seems to be, in, in secrecy. Um, you know, and, and even when I read uh, Stead's comments about it, you know, you don't take a lot from there. He says, I hope we can get to a stage where it'll be like that. This is pain-free, but there's no guarantee. Um, the other thing is, and, and I don't know, you, you know, you played, I'm sure, with a lot of broken fingers as a wicketkeeper, 
how much pain uh, Kane is prepared to play with. We certainly know there's some been famous stories of athletes of, of all persuasions in New Zealand and around the world who have just put up with an injury and played through the pain for a lot of their career. Um, I, I don't know whether he's prepared to do that. As you say, the IPL is a big paycheck and maybe uh, that's a factor, but you know, maybe he's going to get to a point where he says, well, look, I'm just going to have to put up with this and just play through the pain. Uh, Sam, just before um, we, we talked about the Washington football team, but we can't um, we cannot ignore the fact that um, maybe the goat um, retired yesterday uh, as either goat in your mind in uh, the NRL, Tom Brady. Um, you know that is significant. That's right up there with LeBron retiring, Tiger Woods retiring. I think if you're an American sports fan, yeah, I think so. I think I. Listen, I, I, um, I don't sit here pretending to be uh, an American football um, diehard and expert, so I'm not going to say that, uh, that I've watched uh, every game and can analyse them, but for everything I've ever seen of American football and knowing his achievements and what he's done to the age that he is, and he is in a position where he can play a, bit of, a little bit in a, uh, in a dinner suit and, and not, he's not in the, uh, the physical uh, grunt of it at all points, but when you've got those behemoths trying to get you every time, you need to be sharp on and on your toes. What he's achieved is uh, phenomenal, I think he will be remembered, um, certainly of uh, of his era, if not of uh, of all time, as as the the greatest quarterback that played, and arguably the greatest to uh, to lace up the uh, the boots. Of course, there's been a little controversial on the way, and he hasn't always been super popular. But as we find out, as you go on and you, and you reach these records and hit these accolades, suddenly everybody forgets all about that. Like when when Kobe retired, everybody loved him, but half of the time when he was playing, people were sick of him and thought he was a ball hog and thought he only cared about his own numbers. But uh, when he retired, I'm not talking, of course, posthumously here. But as his retirement came, people suddenly forgot all that. And I think it's the same with Brady. They can acknowledge his greatness now. Uh, Jimmy, just uh, very quickly, uh, pressure on New Zealand rugby now, super rugby or picky, a year of women's rugby, a year of women's sport. Uh, now they've, uh, they've got to come up with something here, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, they absolutely do. Because as you say, big year for women's rugby with the World Cup here in New Zealand. Uh That'll be really, really, really interesting what they do there. Uh, I don't think they will move them to Queenstown, um, but they're going to have to sort that out, and it starts not long after the, the men's competition. Um, only four teams in a, in a much shorter season. So I just wonder, Smithy, whether they don't uh, look to delay it, postpone it, and just say, well, we'll, we'll move it back a month maybe and, and hope that this Omicron thing is blown through by then. Uh, that would seem to be the logical thing to do. Uh, and, and also, you might even get to play in front of some, some fans then as well. So it is a very short competition. So, yeah, if, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd put money on them delaying it. Uh, certainly, cancelling it would, would not be palatable, I don't think. OK. Uh, thanks very much, fellas. Uh, Jim Kays and Sam Ackerman are very valuable members of our panel. Have another one tomorrow morning at the same time.